Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and I am probably the luckiest guy in the whole speaking industry because I get to host Speakernomics, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association, and I have the honor of interviewing a whole variety of people who are really making waves and making things happen in the world of professional speaking. And today, we are gonna talk to Lou Diamond and we are gonna talk about podcasting, but not how to start a podcast. We're gonna talk about how you can make money from both sides of the mic. That's being a podcast host or, and being a guest on other people's podcasts. Hey, Lou Diamond, welcome to Speakernomics. This is an honor and a thrill anytime I get to connect with Tom Singer, but specifically to talk about this stuff, which you and I live and breathe every day. I am honored and thrilled to be here, man. Great stuff. I am glad to have you here. Lou Diamond is one of those people who I had heard his name for several years, but we never met until two years ago when I was in New York and we went and had breakfast together. I think it might have been avocado toast for like $23 in New York City. And I realized that this guy and I, we should have been best friends for the last 20 years as speakers because we've done a lot of similar things and we continue to have a lot of the same interests. So Lou, what are your two tips for speakers on how to make money through the platform of podcasting? The first tip is for a host that podcasting is the best connect working tool on the planet. And the second tip is if you're a guest that you need to be spectacular. Ooh, this is going to be fun because this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Lou, we're we're going we're gonna to rock these people's ears for the next 25 minutes. For those of you who don't know Lou Diamond, however, he is a speaker, author, and podcaster who helps businesses, leaders, and brands thrive through the power of connection. So, Lou, let's just jump right into your first tips. And that was that you got to utilize this platform as a connect working tool. Now, Tell me what connect working means. Tom, put it simply, I can't stand the word network or networking. It's overused. We all know about networking. Go to a networking meeting, go meet somebody, go network, increase your network. Your network is your net worth. All of that stuff, ridiculous. Uh, there's too many, too much of it. But the reality is we do not need to add to our network. Networking is an important tool. We know we have to do it. But what we really want to do is make connections with those in our network. So I call that connect working. Podcasting 
is one of the most amazing platforms out there because if you think about all the ways that you can meet people at a quick in-person uh, networking event, some kind of virtual cocktail or something like that in a, in a social sphere online, or even if you think about some of the famous people you run into, you, you can see an interview um, on television or anything. They're all real short doses. But a podcast is a good, most of them average 20 to 30 minutes of two people having a conversation, and you could learn so much about them. As a podcast host, when you're talking to someone that, by the way, might be the CEO of a company you'd like to speak for one day, they might be the head of an association that has many events throughout the entire year that you would like to be a part of and be either an MC, a speaker, uh, run your workshops, do your trainings, whatever your business is in the world of speaking, in a podcast as a host, the conversations, the questions you ask, and the connection you're going to make as the host is where the relationship begins. And when you hit the stop record button, and now after you've done and you've created your magic for an episode, after you've asked all these questions, I guarantee you, the guest who you have on your program only wants to know how they can speak and have more conversations with you. So that is a fantastic piece of advice and one I deeply agree with. So I actually, as a speaker, talk about human connection and networking skills. I don't have the problem with the term networking that you have, but you're right. <laughs> a lot of people do have preconceived notions of it. So, but either way, I've been teaching this for 15 years. I've written like five, six books on the topic. And yet my podcast, my the one I started for myself seven years ago called Making Waves at Sea Level. It was originally called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Single best networking tool I've ever had and one of the best lead generators for my speaking career, but not in the way people would think. It's exactly what you said. I get to know the guest and they're like, hey, do you speak at corporate meetings like the one we're having? Or someone who listens to the show says, hey, we're looking for a speaker for our, or an MC for our, our event. And I listen to this podcast and he says he's a speaker and then they check me out and I get on that short list. So you're right. It's absolutely one of the best tools. Why do you think that everybody who has a podcast hasn't stumbled onto this fact yet? And I think you've nailed it in that everybody that has a podcast has been thinking about podcasting in possibly the wrong way. A lot of people initially start a program because they feel it's going to help extend their brand and people are going to see, hey, Tom Singer has a podcast program. Great. I need to hire that guy as a speaker. I don't think that connection is made right away. I think we recognize and understand that as a host, you're establishing relationships. You're putting, you're bringing great, great people together, but this is the most important part. You're creating content. Podcasts are spectacular interactive, for lack of a better word, blogs, right? So you're creating this platform. So it's not that content that's going to draw people to you. It's the conversations with who you're speaking with that the revenue begins. I'll let you know that I've got hundreds of episodes on multiple podcast programs that I host, most specifically and most famously thrive loud is my biggest platform we have over a thousand episodes now is the time that we're recording this and what i can tell you is that it took me about a hundred some odd episodes to realize wait a minute the real opportunity is the person that i'm speaking with here as the host it doesn't matter how many people are listening and this is the biggest trick of podcasting i joke about this all the time it doesn't matter if they listen to the podcast initially it matters that they know that it happened. 
Let me just tell you a quick reason why this is important. I interviewed the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, this incredible woman who's turned this company around and right in the midst of COVID, she was like being featured and centered with everything. And in our conversation, we talked about the challenges she was facing and having to deal with a remote workforce. And we tapped into what it might be when they go back to the real workforce. Well, we spread this episode out. We shared it all over socials. And somebody saw that this particular CEO, their direct competitor at another Fortune 500 company, saw the interview and said, I'd love to engage with this guy and talk about what he's talking about because they want to come on my show. So they reached out through my team, come up with a conversation with me. And then I finally get to speak to this other CEO. And I said, so what did you think of that episode? And they go, I haven't listened to it yet, but I wanted to speak to you because I see that you're talking to the right people. I hear that all the time. And that used to annoy me. And you as a host, you'd be like, hey, they're not listening to my podcast. It didn't even matter. The relationship and the association with those that you bring as guests on your program as a host actually generated business for me. By the way, that other client not only came on the show as a guest, but he became a real client of mine and actually is something that I'm doing work for his organization from being a host of a podcast. So is one of the things you do as a podcast host is specifically target your guests based on who could hire Lou Diamond to speak. Absolutely. And in fact, though, I want to make it clear we have a formula. We recognize it would be completely self-serving and not everyone in the world would listen, nor would anyone tune in if every single guest I had was a prospect. What we do do for our listeners is we create a variety of certain types of people that you want to have on the program. And we've bucketed them into three guests. And this is the, one of the tips about using this as a connect working tool, because this will work. And my tips are this. You put them in three buckets. Um, I'll put them in increasing order of importance to your pocketbook, if you would. Number one, the first category is ego. Ego, meaning I got somebody famous to come on my program on the show, and that kind of gives awareness about it. It could be a famous speaker. It could be a famous actor, entertainer, news person. I've had people like Lisa Lampanelli, Tom Singer. Oh, <laughs> I threw that in. <laughs> Comedians, whatnot. I've had Jackie the Joke Man, Martling, a joke for the time. I've had professional athletes come on the program. And while they're amazing and they get lots of social media hits and awareness of the show— it's not really putting money in my pocket, but it is bringing awareness. But it does make it say like, hey, look who's been on the program. Category one. Category two, I joked about Tom Singer. People like Tom Singer has been a guest on Thrive Loud and other amazing speakers that have been on the speaker economics, speakeronomics program. And those who've been on the program have actually provided the most value and why people listen, because our show on Thrive Loud is those that are thriving in their lives, their businesses, and their passions. And the best tips come from those that are great speakers. We'll talk about this for my second tip in a bit. And then the third category are those that I would like to do business with. They can put money in my pocket. And these are entrepreneurs, companies, CEOs, people that fit right in my sweet spot for who I go after. We spread out a little bit of who we go after, but we recognize that when we aim to have guests on the program, we are focused on trying to hit that bucket and maximize the opportunity for it through promotion, through sharing, through all the things and connecting with that guest on the program and recognizing that you're there to help them. Never selling them anything actively, just engaging and letting the whole world know what they do, which is the whole superstar thing that every host needs to do. It isn't about talking about your services or promoting your speaking when you're on the call with them. You just need to have a powerful conversation with them because that's where the connection starts. 
Well, and it's interesting. I one time had an experience where I was passed over. I was the second choice to be a keynoter. And as we all know, that's impossible. Who would pass over Tom Singer? I know it was an association who clearly was not forward thinking at the time. But 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 the story (laughs) changes. And that is uh, it was a really, really tight decision and they were really open. But as you know, the keynoter who comes in second gets no money and the one they select gets all the money. And I really wanted to work for this association. It was a good match. It matched up with with who I was as a person. And so I went out and interviewed people in their industry. It was a trade association. I went out and interviewed a couple of people in their industry. And because I had a good rapport with the meeting planner, I just this is six months later. I sent her the interviews to which turns out, coincidentally, the people I interviewed were members of their association. Hmm, I wonder how that happened. And <laughs> nice. Nice. They decided to send it out to all of their network. And so that particular episode got a lot of listens. Then the following year, when they were discussing speakers, I was fresh on the mind because everyone in their association had loved listening to the, the podcast. And so they ended up hiring me to be the speaker. And then I served as the MC for like three more years. And that was directly because I used the podcast to strengthen my reputation and my brand in their industry. And this is something I don't think a lot of podcasters who are speakers ever think about. And you mentioned a great point, and I mentioned this earlier about the fact that I had had one CEO on of someone that was a guest on the program. Ironically, I never did any business with that CEO, but it turned out to be the other one that I did. But the promotion part is so important, too. And I say this as a host, when you're connect working in the podcasting interview role, then the, the episode ends. You have a great conversation, but now the real work happens. The more promotion you do of that episode and letting people know about it and linking to exactly what you did, connecting those in the association, connecting those that might have an affiliation with that, that fall into my little bucket three there for who potentially could be business partners for you. That's what I'll do. I'll target all of those people for it. We went back for a guest who was in the fintech industry. It turned out we had a lot of executives from that space in the past. The guest came on recently, and when we promoted that episode, we tagged close to 15 or 20 different people who were guests on the program that came from that space. Guess what happened, Tom? One of those people reached out to me and said, hey, I love this. One, I want to come back on the program and talk about something new, but I also have an event and I need someone like you to speak at this event and talk to my sales team. Are you available? This happens. And to those hosts that know how to use this platform consistently and targeted to who you want to do business with, who you want to speak with, do your training, your consulting with, and you focus that level of attention to that audience, you're going to have a couple of connections here or there and a couple of hits that will help add more money to your bottom line. Awesome. So let's jump over to tip number two, and that is if you're going to be a guest on someone else's show, be spectacular as a guest. Now, aren't all guests spectacular? All the ones named Tom Singer are spectacular, that's for sure. Here's the issue that I've noticed, right? There's a lot. You mentioned this. There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's millions of them now, and there are a lot of hosts that, you know, produce and focus content, and speakers are amazing guests to have because they love to speak. But I find this really interesting. The ones that go on the program in almost pitch mode, they go on like they've got a new book out and they want to push the book and the product. They have a new sizzle reel of their new video or new speech that they're talking about. Maybe it's a new talk that they're featuring, whatever it might be. They are so focused in marketing mode of pushing the product versus 
being spectacular on the episode itself that they miss the magic that happens. I mentioned earlier, you know, said that it doesn't matter whether you listen to the podcast or not. Initially, I state that because people do listen to the podcast, your show, my show. We have we have thousands of people that that tap in and listen to the programs. You get 20 to 30 minutes of a spectacular guest, a speaker that shares who they really are, their authenticity, what they're about, what they care about, and maybe why they do what they do versus the products and the accessories that they're trying to market themselves. When you do that as a listener, you hear it, you connect with it. As a potential speaker bureau booker, you hear it. As someone that's looking to bring someone to speak at their organization or work with them, when you are spectacular, you get that attention. The example I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two here for your listeners. There are a lot of, I know, listeners who are speakers, who are coaches, and a lot of those who, who speak on stage. There was a woman who was an amazing, incredible, spectacular guest on our program, and I've known her for a while, and she had never been on a podcast before, but she knew she wanted to start marketing herself a little bit better, and she had been doing a lot of coaching work, and she wanted to come on the program and feature the types of problems she's facing, and, and we're dealing with a lot. She's been very busy because coaching has been, in the past two years, people need a lot of help to figure out what path they want to go on. That was what our conversation was about. The episode launches, it releases, someone literally comments in LinkedIn to this person on the episode, her name is Helen, I'll give her the first name Helen, you were spectacular on this episode, how can I reach you directly? They had their offline conversation and she sent me a message thereafter that said, Lou, I cannot thank you enough, I signed up a six-month engagement with a client from just being a guest on your show. And I stopped and I said, well, that was because you were spectacular. And she was. She never talked about her services. She never talked about pitching what kind of coaching or what her rate was or what she did. She just focused on the issues of what she's dealing with and the work that she does and where she is spectacular. The second example I'll give you, Tom, be really fast, has to do with speakers, right? People who want to get booked for those big events, the big floor events. Well, um, I know you are familiar with uh, <laughs> The infamous Clint Pulver. I'm sure he's, if he hasn't been on a guest on the show, has Clint been one? He has not, but I know him personally. Clint is awesome. Clint is awesome. He's a spectacular guest. And he was on the program promoting his book. I want to make it clear. That's why he was on the podcast or putting out his new book. I love it here. And his book is spectacular. Well, he also was coincidentally had a huge set of speaking gigs to come in. And I found this out there afterwards that he came on my program and was as genuine as possible. He got two follow-up components from this. One, other podcast hosts reached out to me and said, I want this guy in my program. He was spectacular. He was authentic. He was really who he was. He never talked about selling the book, really, in the, except for that pitch moment where you can get the link. But everything was about his career, his focus, what he speaks about. And he spoke so clearly and so eloquently. We made video pieces of this. And he's been using that material to market in put himself out there. And trust me, if you want to go search Clint Pulver's name, he's been very active and getting more engagement from this source of podcasting. It's people are hearing about him and want him on their stage and want them at their events. So it's interesting because, you know, so many times if I'm looking for a speaker, not so much for speakernomics, uh, but for my own podcast, sometimes speakers and others will be like, well, how many downloads do you get and what's your reach? And they're, they're very concerned about like, you know, how many people are going to listen to the show as if they were going to be going on the Today Show instead of my personal podcast. 
And yet I know people who have come on who, just like you said, I, I might only have like 2000 downloads per episode of, of my personal podcast. However, other podcasters call me and say, yeah. I'm looking for a great guest. Podcasters who are a bigger deal than me, and they do this with you as well, is they, they listen to your show or they ask you, hey, I'm looking for a great guest on this topic. Who's spectacular? And we share guests. You and I have done it. We share guest ideas with people of who should be on the show. So by going on a show, if you're just there to be spectacular and not concerned with the reach of the show, all of a sudden that might lead to something you never dreamed of. I'll even add to this. When you go speak on a stage, aside from you watching your own sizzle reel of the recorded version of it, only the people in the live audience that got to see you heard that whole message, whether it was your keynote, whatever it might be. But this little vehicle that you're listening to this program for this podcast can be listened for years on end, months on end, days on end by different people who would never get the opportunity to do that. If you would rehearse all those times before you stepped on the stage to practice, why wouldn't you want to do the same type of prep to say, I'm getting ready to go on this amazing podcast show to be my best spectacular version of myself? Because this medium is going to outlast that keynote stage speech that you gave in front of the live audience. So the echo effect of knowing that this is going to live on in perpetuity is why you got to be spectacular speakers out there who are listening. This is going to drive your revenue because you should be using these clips on your own speaker sites to say, you want to hear me be spectacular, not only on stage in my little five second sound clip, I'm going to tell you about one little point that I had in a sizzle reel moment in an interview where I was authentic and who I was, because that's the type of person you want speaking to your organization or association. So you bring up another very interesting point, And that is, if you're going to be a spectacular guest on somebody's show, promote that you were on the show. Even, oh, it drives. even if it's just retweeting and reposting what they did, do something. What I find is there's a lot of people who all post about the show and they'll hit the like button. Like just says, hey, Tom, I see that you talked about me being on your show. Whereas the share or the retweet button says, I'm going to tell my audience that I was on the show. And that is is one of the ways to be a spectacular guest is help promote the podcast, right? So to the guests that fall into that two and three category and the way that I break out our guests. We've tried to do this with the ones, but we recognize that some of these famous people who come on the show, they have their own social media team and what they do is, is tough to do. You know, we, we had Shannon Elizabeth, the amazing actress, who, by the way, is awesome and was a really good guest. We weren't expecting her to promote the episode, but we've had every speaker and every author and all of those prospective clients, they get on there in the medium that they're strongest, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. We ask them, to use the platform to make sure that they share it. And a responsibility of being a great guest and being a spectacular guest is being a spectacular guest and promote the episode and promote that show and follow that guy that has that program, that guy or girl, whoever hosts it, and make sure that you are just as part of that marketing team as the host does, because that exposure not only is going to ex extend your reach, it's going to do something even more importantly. When that other podcaster comes in and says, hey, do you have a good guest? Trust me, guys like Tom, myself and other hosts that are out there, we're going to recommend the ones that were spectacular, not only on the show, but afterwards as well. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm always amazed how few people promote the episodes that they were on and not just on on my little show, but on Speakernomics, which is a very 
strong show in our industry. And there are speakers who've never hit anything but the like button from having been on the show. And I thought, wow, I thought for sure you would brag to somebody that you were a guest on the show. So I think you're right. The, the be spectacular while you're there. And, and let's face it, not every guest has it in them to be spectacular, but try your best, show up and give something, have a little bit of energy in your voice, do whatever you can, but then certainly find a way to help promote the show afterwards. I'm, I'm totally on board with you, Lou. Yeah, and that's all part of the being spectacular. That's what you have to understand. It isn't, it's beforehand to prepare yourself during the conversation to be as engaging as possible and real and not trying to put something out there that isn't who you are. And then afterwards, making sure that you follow through to help make the show a success. All right, so you are going to be one of the speakers at the National Speakers Association's Winter Conference in Orlando in 2022. Is that correct? I am so excited for it. It is going to be a tremendous amount of fun. We're going to talk a little bit more of this topic, aren't we? I think I think that is what you're going to I think that's what you're going to talk about. So give us a little preview of why people should come to Orlando besides the fact that they'll get to hang out with Lou Diamond and I'll be there as well. But why should they be there to hear you speak? So we're going to kind of double click down a little bit on some of the things we covered here, but not so much about being a host. There are so many ways that you can grow your revenue from the podcasting platform itself. We've addressed it on ways that how you can do it as a guest and being spectacular in your performance, which we'll certainly cover. But there's so many other things you can do on ways that you can position yourself to be on the podcast programs for prospective, prospective clients or targets that you're going after, ways that you can help to re-message and market the podcasting platform for your own benefit. And I will even inch in on how you can make tons of money as a speaker by being a podcast listener. Can you just share a little bit of that right now? No chance. We're going to have to let people go to Orlando and go do it. But what I will tell you it is, is that it is utilizing this platform's growth and connect working ability, which is kind of what's going on here, directed and very focused into the area that you specifically need to go to. So let's just say I will provide a roadmap for what you need to do as a listener, not even a guest or a host, what you can do as a listener to figure out ways that you can grow your speaking business. All right, well, I can't wait to hear that in Orlando, and I'm gonna tell everyone a little secret. As soon as we stop recording, I'm gonna make him tell me, so I'm gonna find out on the day we maybe record. I'll, maybe I'll let him on know, the you'll day have to pinch it out of me. No, I will, or we'll never release this episode. I will just crush it in the, <laughs> in, in, in the back rooms of NSA. This episode will never come out if I don't get what I want. No, that's not true. Of course we're gonna air this episode. Hey, Lou Diamond, thank you so much much for being a guest on Speakernomics. I was so excited that you agreed to be here. Any last words? You know, I, I sign off every show, be brief, be bright, be gone. And I think hopefully that's what I did today was to be succinct, give you a little bit of wisdom and not be gone, like drop the mic like me and Tom do all the time, but most notably to move onward and upward, which is what we want to do each and every day. Awesome. Well, I hope that everybody in the National Speakers Association and beyond who listens to Speakernomics will also check you out on the Thrive Loud with Lou Diamond podcast. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I want you to make sure you're subscribed to Speakernomics. Go leave one of those fancy reviews that says best podcast ever in the world of speakers. But more importantly, make sure that you come back every single week because we're going to try and bring you more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money as a professional speaker. And always remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.